It's time to stop the property search and crack the deal. I'm Luke Moroney. And I'm Mark Naven. And we're the team from Search Party Property. We see a lot of people get education, attend seminars, and never buy an investment property. We would like to help you on how to invest in property like the pros and stop the search and crack the deal. The podcast is for information purposes only. Make sure you seek your own independent advice from your solicitor, accountant, or financial planner. This is our eight podcast in a 10-part series on how to invest in property like the pros. Our eighth action in the series is proceed with the purchase. This is where it gets all exciting. By paying the deposit and working yourself towards the settlement. So how do you do this? Some key points for everyone to consider. Firstly, do all the checks. These include bank valuation, pest and building, strata inspections, and so forth. So Mark, what's involved in all this when we're doing all these reports and checks and inspections? Yeah, like you mentioned, um, making sure you're organised with those uh, because if you're not doing those checks, it can sort of leave yourself open. Um, for instance, you, you mentioned about a strata report. If you're buying a unit or a townhouse or something like that, um, you really want to know what's happening um, or what's planned with the strata, you know, whether there's going to be some more costs or something like that because it can potentially leave you open um, to unforeseen costs and expenses. And, and also, Mark, um, I think a big one in that that people don't realise is the communication that's happening within the strata committee and owners, corp and owners corporation or body corporate. What, what kind of communication is being said? Are people quite angry with each other and that comes through in the, in the, the notes and the dialogue and emails that are happening in the, in the strata mm -hmm. report? Because you don't want to be in that situation where you know, there's, there's quite a negative vibe around the strata community. You want to, to, to walk into that investment where, you know, there's good communication and repairs and maintenance are being done. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously you've got quite a bit of experience with that, um, being involved with strata management um, previously, years ago. But, yeah, um, absolutely. So you've, you've got a lot more insight to that than, than I do. Um, but yeah, yeah, really good points. Um, with the building and pest side of things, um, it, it, it's pretty obvious and pretty pretty basic why you would get a building and pest. Um, so the big things, the big things to happen potentially on a pest and building that people can watch out for and might be the difference in buying or not buying a property, Mark. Look, it, it, yeah, it's about knowing what you are buying and and how much money it's going to cost. So I guess you know the obvious things that are pretty scary for a lot of people are structural issues with the building like if if you're expecting um, a home that doesn't have any problems structurally and then you find that it's got um, quite a lot of movement or some uh, you, you know need some major repairs um, that's going to cause some problems um, because it's going to blow out the you know what was maybe a good deal and you've got these extra costs which is going to really blow it out um, obviously, termites are another thing that up here in Queensland. Um, not not always such a, a massive issue, but it's just a you know if if they are found, recognizing how bad the damage is if they're alive and and what you got to do to proceed from there. So homes can potentially be completely eaten out, and 
and it be a massive cost, or it could literally just be um, a, a you know a hundred mil piece of skirting board that's been touched mm. um, and, and nothing else, which is a very minimal cost. Um, you know, so I guess you know without going into any more specifics about things, you know, like plumbing issues and all that sort of stuff, it's about understanding this is what I've, I've purchased the property for, and this is potentially some underlying issues. And will those issues blow out the cost of it being a good deal or not? Am I going to have to spend an extra 10, 20 or, or even more, 50 grand perhaps on, on some issue that I, I didn't even know was there? Mm, exactly. Moving on to point two. So the checks are very important and, and, and make sure you do get those checks done when you're making going through the purchase. Um, even people you know, look at buying uh, at auction and don't get those checks done. It's vitally important to do those checks before you're making purchase. So moving on to sure. point number two, um, your, available, your availability and your efficiency are important when um, going through this process. And, you know, this is probably the busiest part of the time when you're actually um, processing through an investment deal is, is that first uh, two weeks. Uh, so signing papers, getting re uh, reviewing reports, having communication with all your team members, so including your mortgage broker, your solicitor, your buyer's agent, um, and other people involved, uh, real estate agent, and even property managers uh, to the end of that first couple of weeks of the deal. So really important to be efficient and available um, for your team members and make sure you are um, uh, yeah, having that availability. Mm, yeah, yeah, definitely. So we just had a, a client who, really great story about this one, this client um, buying his first investment property. He was in, uh, in Melbourne, um, in, in Geelong is where he lives. And he was purchasing a property up here in, in Queensland. And so he was going not through a broker. He already organized finance through a bank. And it, it's, it's the availability to sign forms and be persistent and chase people up, which actually got the deal to happen for him. So he was, he travelled, um, he was travelling at the time of, of the purchase, which was probably not ideal, but he went to local libraries to get things signed in, in terms of um, contracts and in terms of um, chasing up people for finance. He, he was really pulling out all the stops to get things to happen, which was really good. Um, but so with this particular client, he was had his finance, had his pre-approval. It was all ready to go, but the bank still needed some, some other documents so he could get his formal approval. And so I suggested to him that he really chase that down and be the squeaky wheel that gets the oil in a nice way, not be mm. obnoxious, and, and, but just, just be there constantly reminding, saying, hey, I really need this to happen by this date. And what actually happened, because the finance market's a, a little bit tricky at the moment and, and maybe a few things that were ha happening sort of internally within... In, with the people that he was dealing with was that um, he, he did need a finance extension for an extra two days, but he, he continued to push and he, he got it. So it's, um, it's all settled now. But um, yeah, it was the persistence and being available to sign things um, and, and to the point of having to yeah, go to a local library, get things printed out and scanned back to us. Yeah, that's uh, really good work and, and, you know, persistence from, you know, not only him, but, you know, us making sure that he's ready as well 
and you know having all the team members actually chase on your behalf and i think that's vitally mm. important so solicitors are checking in um banks or mortgage brokers are checking in with you and that that can be probably another point of uh about the, the 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 point of actually having a, a mortgage broker to push the banks to um yeah. and keep them accountable for what's going on um rather than going to a bank direct it gives you another level of service behind to make sure things are happening on time um rather yeah. than you hold yourself accountable you've got other people members of your team holding other people accountable to make sure things get hap uh, are happening and actually things are completed on time so moving on to our third point is to work with your team uh to complete all all tasks so constant communication and having the questions ready. So um, as a buyer, you want to check in with your team on a regular basis. And we, we've talked a little bit about that, about the efficiency and availability of you and the previous point. To making sure that you are working with your team members um, so you can have that constant communication with everyone. I think the questions that you ask are vitally important. Yeah, look, d definitely. And, and look, I'd probably add to that and just say that um, every day you need to be, once the contract is signed, you need to be checking in with your team members and just seeing what you can do next to make, what's the next step to, to uh, in the process? What can you do right now today to make it that little bit, uh, that little bit quicker? Because there's can be some delays and, and some stuff like that and you want to be on top of everything, making sure that there's, there's no lag in, in the timeline that if, if you can do something now and do it today, get it done. And if they need any documents, even if that's, they don't need it for a couple of days, if you can get it to them now, mm. it just speeds up the whole process and makes sure that there's no, um, no delays and, and, and minimises the risk of having to potentially ask for an extension. Because if you ask for an extension and need that extension and don't get it granted, well, then you're, you're sort of in trouble because if, if you need to go unconditional uh, on, on finance or building a pest, but you need that extension, well, you, you can't because you put yourself at risk. But then if you're not getting it, it can be, potentially lose the contract and be sold to somebody else. So time really is of the essence. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. And so it actually reminds me, Mark, of, of in regards to property management and filling out the forms and having that ready to go so you can actually have tenants in place as soon as possible and this might mean that you could maybe advertise and and have tenants inspect prior to the settlement and then get them to move in the um the day after settlement so having that ready is uh, having those things ready keeping constant communication um signing those documents prior to when they're required put you can put save you a lot of money down the track so any delays in settlement any delays with property managers and getting tenants could cost you or um, not have the availability for, you know, hundreds of dollars, maybe even thousands of dollars in some circumstances. Yeah, for sure. That's something that, that we do for all our clients is we have a clause that's put into the contract, which allows us to, if the property is vacant, to show it um, or allows the property manager to show it beforehand to potential tenants, which if it's rented from day one, uh, means you're getting an income from day one, where otherwise if you're showing it from the day that it settles, it could be up to, you know, well, one, two, three, even four weeks, uh, depending on, on the, uh, how, 
how everyone's sort of traveling, you know, and how efficient the, the property manager gets onto getting the, the photos and all that sort of stuff. Um, but there's, there's that loss of rent for up to maybe a month, potentially a, a week to, to a month, mm. which is, you know, it's a, it's a chunk of cash that you're missing out. That's right. So just to recap those three points is firstly, do all your checks. Secondly, be available and efficient. And third, work with your team. So hopefully that helps you in the process of getting started in property investing in order to stop the search and crack the deal. Now I'm going to hand it over to Mark so he can explain the deal of the week to you. Fantastic. Loving the deals of the week at the moment. So we've got some really good properties that come through. And actually my deal of the week this week is a property that's, that's, um, that's actually a home with a granny flat on it already, already constructed. So they're both in excellent condition. The granny flat's only about two years old. The home has been renovated all the way through. So it's a split level home. So three bedroom, one bathroom is, is, the, is the house at the front. Um, it's got a downstairs sort of rumpus room type area as well. It's got patio and two decks. So it's a really quite a nice home just by itself. But then what's happened is the a couple of years ago is they've decided to put a second dwelling at the back, which is a three bedroom granny flat. Now, because it was done um, in the, in the time of the old town plan, it actually is around about that sort of 138 square meter in size. And um, you just couldn't do that with the new town plan today. So what's built on there now, you can't, go down the street, buy a similar sort of block and, and redo. You're actually limited um, with the size block that this is to a 70 square metre granny flat maximum and it could only be a two-bedroom granny flat. So there is that sort of um, benefit with this one already being constructed. It's in excellent condition. The granny flat as well, as you can imagine, only being two years old. It's really well set up with good side access for the car to go down the side there to have access. So it's 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 separated really well. There's no... Sort of real common ground there. Now the the front house is getting three sixty five a week in rent, and uh, the the rear granny flat is getting three twenty a week. So both in excellent condition, getting quite a good rent. So all up, that is uh, what's that six eighty five in rent. Six eighty five, yep. Yeah, and they're and they're chasing around that sort of mid fives for this property. Okay, so really good yield, and I guess the benefit is there's a strong benefit in having that large granny flat at the back as well, Mark. Yeah, it's just a little bit of an upside compared to what you could do now in terms of buying a block and doing it yourself. Now, I guess the, the added bonus, which a lot of people may not quite realise with, with building a granny flat, they go, well, why wouldn't I just go buy two homes or, um, or you know two units or something like that? and do it that way. Well, the, the benefit of having two dwellings on one block that you can rent out separately is that there's only one set of council rates, which admittedly is a little bit above the what it would be just for one dwelling on the property, but it's not double. So you, you get a saving there with your cash flow. Um, and also there's no body corporate fees, obviously, with this. Um, so that's, that's a saving there if you're to compare it to units or something like that. Mm. So, you know, we get a lot of people coming through and, and like that idea of, you know, added cash flow, um, potential clients that we, we work with. Uh, and 
I guess this one's all set up for someone uh, ready to go, re- ready organized. You're getting um, two two of those incomes, like you said, on separate leases, and you're saving costs along the way in terms of only having one set of set of council rates and no party corporate and things like that. So, it could be an ideal purchase for someone out there that is listening today. So, if you do want to know a little bit more about that or want to sign up as a client and um, look to get more detail on that purchase, then definitely. Um, get in touch with us. Yeah, actually, probably just to add to that, one more thing that I was just thinking of. Um, I know you're trying to wrap it up, there, <laughs> but uh, the, the other thing to probably think about is or benefit with having a, a house in Granny Flat, whether you're going to construct it yourself or not, is that if one of them does become vacant, then you've still got income coming in, while the other one, um, while you look for a tenant for the other one. Yeah, fantastic. And it's really good note. Um, you know, we talk about diversification as well. And even within that single investment, you're a little bit diversified by having those two leases. Um, Just minimizing that are separate. So, yeah, definitely. So, some really good points. So, um, hopefully everyone enjoyed our, our, our podcast series on stopping the search and cracking the deal and actually looking at the, you know, the step-by-step on how to get things done. And um, hopefully that gives you a little bit of insight for what to do and how to do things and looking at a deal that we're working on um, in and around the market today. So um, if you do want to get in touch with us, please do. And we're happy to have a chat with you about this deal or other deals that you might be interested in. Fantastic. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you. Bye-bye.